Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. I am talking to Robin today. We are doing a strategy session. Robin is one of our Patreon members. And um, so we're just going to talk about, I think I'm going to call this one, setting you and your family up for success. Just talking about, uh, specifically, we address laundry, we deal with, you know, just the realities of helping your family understand what it is that you're doing. So anyway, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, Before we get to that, though, I just wanted to remind you or explain in case you were like, wait, there was another podcast in Dana's feed on Monday. Um, I hope you guys listen to that. I think it's really interesting. So that is a sponsored, it's the first in a series of three sponsored podcasts that will come out. They're not going to be like on a super exact you know, time schedule because we have to get them all recorded and it takes a lot of coordination. Um, but I'm talking about antimicrobials, which are in your cleaning products, many of them. And um, I'm talking to the scientists and the people who like really know about this stuff. Anyway, um, asking questions about, okay, so what are they? What do they do? How do we use them? How do we use them properly? Um, and I learned some things and I think you guys will too. If you haven't listened to that yet, go listen to that. Um, it came out on Monday. So, you know, you still got your normal old, regular old me rambling podcast on Thursdays. So anyway, I hope you'll go check that out. Um, it's just right there in your feed. Okay. Here's Robin. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi, Robin. I'm glad that you are able to talk to me today. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Are you okay with saying that you're a teacher? That would be super fine. Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually a paraeducator. Okay. So So you are back full-time in person after a while of being at home. Is that right? Yes. Our schools here let out in March, middle of March, and we did not go back until August. So our schools, our, their goal was to get us to school on time, regular start time, and they, they made it work. Okay. Well, okay. So let's talk through your questions. Let me get these pulled up real quick. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about what is, first of all, tell me about your unique life situation. I am a mom of three at home and an adult son who is out of the home, married. I work full-time at the school and I have two teenage daughters and a 10-year-old. Oh, wow. I know all about teenagers. (laughs) That's my phase of life right now. So um, tell me, how did you find me? Did you, was it books, blog, podcast? Um, I think I found your book first, the orange covered one. Okay. 
Well, good. Good. And I my, just love finding that out. Her ending quest to find somebody or some way to help me not be a mess. Yeah. I understand. Okay. So tell me what strategy has helped you the most? What's had the biggest impact on your home? The biggest impact um, currently I would say is if you, if it has a place, where would that place is? I can't make the question come out your way. Yeah. It's where would you look for it first? Yeah. Look for it. Yeah. Put it there. (laughs) So how is that helpful for you? Because then I realized that more things than I thought of before actually do have a place. They're Uh just, you know. It's kind of an acceptance of what the place is as opposed to, that's probably not the best place. So I should probably think of a better place someday. And just letting yourself say, no, that's the actual place where I would look for it is the place. Yep. Yeah. Well, good. Um, What's another strategy that's had a big impact in your home? Um. Do the easy stuff first, like pick up the trash, put it in the trash can. Right? (laughs) I'm the same way. Like, really? What? Why did I not think this was easy? And don't walk, you know, don't walk past the trash three times. Just pick it up and put it in the trash. Right. Exactly. Well, good. And you talked in here about the container concept. Has that been helpful for you? Um, The container concept is huge for me. Um, I know the size of my container is over capacity. Okay. Meaning your house? Yes. Yes. <laughs> For oh, anybody no. who's new around here, you may not understand that when we say my container, we're talking about my house. My house is a container. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's many containers that are too, too full. They need to be purged. Yeah. yeah purged and, and just things need to go away. So... Yeah. So what, tell me a question that you would like to talk about today. Um, when I originally wrote and answered or asked some questions or whatever, I don't even remember what phase of life I was in, but when I was thinking about it recently, laundry and clothing is the biggest issue facing my life right now. Okay. Every room of our home has laundry in it, whether it's clean laundry, dirty laundry, clothes that fit, clothes that don't fit, my okay. clothes, the girls' clothes. The only person's clothes that aren't everywhere are my husband's and he's in charge of his own. <laughs> okay. So let's talk through laundry. Um, it sounds like it's two things. It's both a laundry routine and it is clothing as clutter. Have you accepted that clothing can be clutter? It is clutter. Yes. It feels weird to say it, but like early on, that was a huge realization for me. Like I did not realize clothing could be clutter because clothing was useful. Clothing, you know, especially when you have multiple kids and who knows, you know, especially if things can be shared and you're not for sure, for sure who wants what. Um, So let's just talk about that. I would say number one place to start because you mentioned some of it is doesn't fit, right? So it sounds like there could be a purge that needs to happen mm-hmm. that, you know, for number one thing, and it's, it's hard when some of it's clean and some of it's dirty and you think, okay, well then what does that mean for donating it? I would say, start with the purge. 
and, and here's one thing is to start in the drawers, because if you have stuff that's out because it's been used and all that, start with the drawers. And then I would start with the clean after that, with the clean stuff that's on the floor. Like if, if your daughters say, well, that's clean, but it's on the floor, most likely it's because it was pulled out and it wasn't actually worthy of being worn. Would you say? Right. Yeah. Yes. So, so, you know, starting with those things just to try to reduce first and then run those things through the wash so that they're ready to be donated. And you know that you're not going to have to identify anything within, as it comes out of the dryer, it's like, no, I'm doing entire loads of things that are going to be donated. Oh yeah. Okay. That was a light bulb. Good. (laughs) Instead of trying to make it something where, okay, well, I need to work that into laundry day, which I also don't have under control yet. You know, I mean, it's like, no, give yourself permission to just say, I'm just going to gather up. Yes. I may wash some things that are technically clean, but they have been on the floor. So we're going to wash them anyway, just so we can feel better about it. And like whole loads. And remember that most things, I mean, like pull out anything that never got washed and it's red or whatever, but most things can all be washed together. I mean, it's just reality, especially, you know, you're donating it. And that doesn't mean we don't want it to be in great condition, but the reality is there are a lot of people out there who every single thing they wear, they wash it all together. You know I mean? Like other than you don't want to wash jeans or blankets with lightweight stuff just because they won't dry at the same time, you know, but, but give yourself permission to just get stuff out, just purge, purge, purge. Because is laundry, is the thought of laundry day overwhelming to you because of all the backlog? Because you know, there's so much extra to do. The thought of laundry day gets overwhelming to me because I don't get it put away because all the places that it needs to go are full. Okay. Well, if, if you are washing laundry and going to put it away and those places where you want to put it away are full they are most likely full of things you're not actually wearing. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like clear out those drawers. I know it's hard. It's easier said than done, but just to, to know that, okay, it's going to be easier to look through the drawers because those are things that nobody's actually wearing because they've actually stayed in the drawers, <laughs> you right. know, because if it's been a while since you felt like you could put things in drawers, then whatever's in there is stuff that hasn't been worn in a while. So yeah, just start with that and then start with the most obvious of obvious stuff, you know, hey guys, or even asking yourself in your own situation, but you know, like what is on the floor because I tried it on and didn't actually like it or it didn't actually fit or it had a hole in it or whatever. It's that reducing the overall volume of this trouble thing that's been driving you crazy. And the more you reduce the overall volume of it the less overwhelmed you're going to be. And that's, that's kind of first step. Does that make, does that sound doable to you? It does. And we just had the two younger girls just had two to three inch growth spurts, which is abnormal at our home. My girls just don't grow like that since May. And so we, I mean, the purge just needs to, needs to happen. So then we know what we actually, we might actually need things. <laughs> and I right. don't even re- Which, which that could be a um, good motivation for girls, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like we, we have, we have no idea what we need, if we need whatever. So we've got to get this stuff out of here. Um, and then 
once you have done that initial purge, then it's time to start working on the laundry routine. And the initial purge could be a day or two. You know, I mean, I mean, like it, especially if you're running loads of laundry, it's not ideal. And I know you're like, oh, I want to do that first laundry day. But in reality, no, you don't really want to do that anyway. (laughs) Saw your face. (laughs) Nah, I'm good. (laughs) But, you know, once you have that lesser amount of stuff, then it's going to be less overwhelming to get started on laundry day. Not that it won't be overwhelming, but it will be less overwhelming than it would have been, right? Correct. So have you tried laundry day before? I don't know the right answer to this. Once upon a time, I took all my clothes to like one location, got them all clean and was going to bring them all home, blah, blah, blah. Like the laundromat. That's okay. Yes. (laughs) We were going to be on top of it. And then of course the next week it didn't happen. So no, there's the answer. Okay. So the laundromat is a valid method for catching up. It it really is like, it's great. But unless you're going to do the laundromat every week, then it's not actually your laundry routine, but it is a way to get caught up. Okay. So if you wanted to catch up that way, the way to make the best of that would be to first clear out drawers of things that haven't ever been worn in forever. Like we've already talked about, get rid of all the excess, whatever, then take everything that is left, go do the laundromat. But then when you come home, if you don't put it away, it's not going to actually have the catching up effect because it's just going to be things that morph into dirty clothes again, right? You're cutting out a little bit sometimes. I can see you talking, but I can't hear it for some reason. So, anyway. but what she said that you guys didn't hear was yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Dana. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So, um, so, but th- that's the key there is to put those things away and then treat every drawer like a container and every closet like a container so that as you're putting it away, you're saying, I'm putting my favorite stuff in my drawers first. Right. I'm putting my favorite stuff in my closet first. And then once those spaces are full, everything that you're looking at, it becomes a, oh, okay. Well, it actually doesn't fit in my space. So then that's another way to purge. And that's an advantage of doing the catch-up thing. But let's say, I mean, do you feel like you would want to start and you don't, you know, obviously you do what you want to do, but do you feel like you would want to tackle an actual normal laundry day as opposed to doing the catch up this time or what? The plan in, in my little dreamland is that each of the girls, cause they are all capable mm-hmm. of their own laundry day. Okay. And so that's really the dream um, is that I would have a laundry day for my stuff, my own stuff, stuff and towels and, that kind of stuff. And then like Emma would have hers. Sophia would have hers. Olivia hers. And that's his day. Yeah. You called that a dream. So (laughs) let's talk about getting from the reality where you're completely overwhelmed to Mm -hmm. that dream stage. So what have you, have they done their own laundry before ever? Um, Two thirds of them are able to, well, they're all three able to, two thirds are willing to do theirs. One third 
is needing motivation. Okay. So the other thing to, to accept, you know, about reality is that if all of this stuff everywhere, they're not being stuff to put your clothes, not being space to put your clothes in anyway, the fact that you're not for sure what's clean and what's dirty, all that kind of stuff. If that's overwhelming to you, then it's definitely overwhelming to her as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that is a great goal for down the line, but I think it's more important to kind of figure out laundry day and how it would work for you as a whole. Like who is doing the laundry now? I know you said they can do it, but who is doing the laundry that is being done at this point? Is that you? Me. Primary caregiver of laundry. Yes. So with the goal of it being their job at some point, for now you're doing it anyway. So let's try to get the routine down for you first. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So let's say, okay, you've gotten rid of all the obvious, easy, excess stuff. And then we start on that first week of laundry day, which is not going to be fun. Okay. And you, you kind of fast forwarded it last time by going to the laundromat and that's a great idea. If it works, it didn't. So this time we're just going to talk about if we did it at home, what it would mean. Okay. Can you picture in your home where you would sort all the piles of laundry? You're laughing. I'm just telling everyone that because they can't hear it, but I can see it on your face. (laughs) Generally speaking, that happens in my own bedroom and it gets all sorted based on person. So I like sort each person's laundry into their own basket so that that's where I'm going to leave it because otherwise it's going to mess up the house and not get where it needs to be. Okay. So you have a basket per person you know, one trip up in again, because we have many baskets per person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. More cleaners. Yeah, no, no, I get it. And, and I, if you know my story, which I'm not, i never know how much everybody's read or listened to, but (laughs) then, you know, that a big thing for me ultimately was getting rid of a lot of my laundry baskets because they are not the solution that I thought they were going to be. Okay. So let's talk through how this is going to work, because if we're going to do a laundry day and we're going to try to get it figured out for you so that then you can bring your girls in on having their own laundry day. But right now they assume that mom is going to get their laundry done. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I have not found it to be successful. And I don't know other people who found it to be successful to just say, okay, everything's changing today. Y'all are on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it just doesn't tend to work. Right. So your, your ultimate goal is for them to do it themselves, but you're doing it yourself now. Okay. You're, you're going to continue with this and try to come up with a routine that then they can come in on. So what I would say, since you do have baskets and baskets per person is to, maybe you could give them each one basket and say, okay, fill up this basket. This is the, this is what you can be guaranteed is going to be clean by or sooner than later. You know, I mean, like I, my goal and tell them, say my goal is to do laundry day. I'm, I'm trying to work this out. It feels, you know, and it's probably going to be a weekend, which is not fun, but Hey, we're all stuck at home right now anyway, most of the time. Right. So that is a, okay. This, this is what I'm going to try to do. 
pick your stuff that is most important to you to actually be washed mm-hmm. okay, in one basket. Because I will tell you, I have a teenage girl, I have man-sized boys, and one basket realistically is about a week's worth of laundry. I mean, it, it doesn't, I wouldn't have grasped that before because I never fully understood what a week's worth was, but for one person, one basket is pretty much a week's worth. So, so have them pick that first. That's also another opportunity for you to say, okay, now that you've picked all your favorite stuff that you want to be sure, be sure is going to be washed for you. Can you go back through the other stuff that you didn't pick and just see if anything else actually could just be donated because you didn't pick it as your most important stuff, you know, so like use that as another purging opportunity. And so then, um, that those baskets get done first, fill up the drawers, you know, put things in, in drawers. If, um, it doesn't fit in the drawers, then, Hey guys, this thing that you thought had to stay here, there's actually not room for the clothes that you already decided are the ones you really, really need to have. So can any of this go, you know, I mean, just like use, it's going to be a long process. This is not a quick fix by any means, but, you know, and then you work your way through the other pieces of laundry until you get to the point, you know, and and that first laundry day takes the, it's not a day, you know, it takes the entire week and it's not fun, but the goal is, you know, anything new, that one laundry basket that you guys had filled up the first time. Anything newly dirty is going to go in that basket. Okay. So don't add to my piles. Don't you dare add to my piles, daughters, right? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Because once everything's sorted, we don't pile husband. (laughs) And and you need to warn him, say, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, I, I, I usually will come in and say, you know, I'm struggling in this area. Right. And then they go, Oh yeah, boy, do I ever know, you know, but just say, okay, mm-hmm. this, this is a method that that crazy lady, whether he knows about me or not, I don't know, <laughs> but this is a method that really tends to work well for people like me. I can't imagine how it's going to work, but I want to give it a try. Okay. So I'm just warning you that that's why there's going to be piles of laundry in our room. Hopefully for one week. Hopefully it'll just be for a week and explain to him, say it's the second and third week where things really start to happen. But, but, you know, making sure that your kids know that anything new goes in that laundry basket, because that's also going to start triggering for them the reality of one week's worth of laundry, you know, but say, don't put it on these old pile. Don't put it on these piles I've got. We're just doing that one. So work your way through that. That's your whole project for the week. And then that stuff that new laundry, okay, is most likely just going to be one laundry basket, okay? Right. And at that point, then you really know this is one week's worth of laundry, which is going to change everything in your brain because all that those clothes everywhere, that's not one week's worth of laundry. It's it's randomness. It's it's stuff that isn't even necessarily laundry. It's just the all the clothes in your house that are just everywhere and I get it, okay? So anyway, and then work, you know, so try to get to that third laundry day because that third one is the one where after the second laundry day and you've only done one week's worth of laundry and it took you so much less time than the first time, that third laundry day is the one where you got to experience actually having all your laundry done for an entire week and not having felt guilty about it, having known where everything was. 
you know, and for you, it might be, if you know that you have a whole lot more clothes than could ever fit, it might be, okay, guys, you know, put your stuff that you know, you're going to wear in your drawers and let's pack everything else into some boxes and see what we need. You know, I mean, like it's not ideal, but it'll, you know, maybe help them be more willing to go through this experience of what do I actually wear versus what do I think I might want to keep? I, it sounds exactly how I've read it. And it sounds like I just got to get over the hump into week three. Got to keep trudging forward. Yeah. Yeah, And I think, I think limiting purging first, getting stuff out of the house, giving yourself permission. It may mean that you don't get to do week one for two weeks because you're doing mostly clothes to donate and then emergency loads that you've been doing anyway, you know, for a couple weeks, but yeah, doing that first box. But yeah, container concept, getting through those, you know, those three weeks, that's key. You know, that's, um, I mean, in some ways I'm like, okay, so like, let's say you did have it from the laundromat, having them fill up their drawers and their closet could be like meal planning. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like Outfit planning for the week, like say, okay, pick what you're going to wear for this week. Right. And, and kind of the outcome of doing the, you know, big, huge catch up section at the laundromat that is a fail is then you fill up the closet to the point that you don't need to do laundry again for another two two months or what you know yeah whatever depending on the crazy amount of clothes each child does or doesn't have you know until somebody runs underwear because certainly they're not going to run out of socks because we just keep buying more well and I, I think what you just said there is key the only way for the catch-up to work is if you put everything away and if you then the next Monday or whatever laundry day you're going to have, you have laundry day. Like, right. so it only serves the purpose of actually helping you get on laundry under control if you treat it like week one and then right. you have week two with how you're actually going to sustain it. But, but at the same time, it's completely valid to not do that. I mean, you know, I mean, these days, who really wants to go sit in a laundromat for hours and hours anyway, you know, unless you have to, which is fine. But okay. Um, let's see. What was your second thing that you wanted to talk about? I am an ADHD-er diagnosed in adulthood and okay. my doctor the middle one who is 13 also is ADHD brained and I need to figure out how I can help her be more successful. Let, I mean, she's always going to have likely always have the slob brain and the slob type ways. Um, but I need, I need to help her find skills and it's not looking good. Well, well, but, but here you are and you're improving, you're finding things that work for you, which tend to work for a lot of us, those with ADHD, you know, I mean, like, so a lot of these same things are going to be what will help her as well. The number one thing I would say as someone who has not been diagnosed with ADHD, other than by people on the internet all the time, every day, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm always like, they tell me that all the time. But the the number one thing I wish my mother had done differently was to acknowledge my clutter threshold with clutter threshold being the amount of stuff that I personally can keep under control easily. So she has a higher clutter threshold. She can keep more stuff under control. So she didn't understand that I simply could not keep that amount of stuff under control. And I do feel like this is a common thread that I see in those who either self-identify or have been diagnosed with ADHD is we can't handle as much stuff. Mm-hmm. Not everybody. It's not always true, but a lot of us cannot handle as much stuff. And so instead, I feel like it would have been more helpful for me as a kid to declutter than to organize. And so less, less, less. Like help her do a purge. Go through, have you read Decluttering at the Speed of Life? Yes. Okay. So go through the five decluttering steps. And work through those with her. You know, there's a chapter in there about working with friends or children or whatever, you know, which she's teenager. So you kind of have to go with both of those at this point. <laughs> but really though, you know, I mean, you can't treat her mm-hmm. like a, a little baby anymore. So it, because it lets things be their decision, but it also helps get stuff out of the room. Okay. So that there's less in there because the less that she has, the easier it's going to be for her to keep it under control because right. the, The goal of the clutter threshold is to get to a point where it more naturally stays under control, where it's not a struggle as much, right? Right. So have you found, have you found your clutter threshold? I'm above my clutter threshold right now. And I say that because there was a time when I had clutter, but I could tell you where anything somebody needed was or all of that. And now we're well beyond that. And it's just a wreck, you know, and I would not have ever known that I was above any sort of any threshold. But when you name it that, and you say it, like you just said in the definition that you gave, it's like, oh, that's, that's what I passed somewhere along the way. I passed that line. And now I need to find a way back. Well, and your daughters watch you in your home. They, they, they notice when you declutter, you know, and they're in this motivation time right now, but as they are motivated to have Christmas and have people over, which obviously the way that you said it at least makes me think that that means to them working on the house, right? Yes. Yes. And so, so it just say, okay, guys, instead of just moving stuff around, instead of stuff shifting, let's get stuff out. Cause then we never have to think about it or worry about it or put it away again. And the more that you go ahead and follow these decluttering strategies that, you know, through this process of trying to get the house ready, that's going to be demonstrating for her. It's going to be, you know, her seeing First of all, I I believe our best thing we can do as parents is just to show that it's never over and we're always still trying, you know, like because it is going to be her decision at some point, you know, how she does things. But but you know, working on that and and then just helping her, you know, say as she notices that the house is better, 
just casually throw in those statements about, I just can't handle all that stuff. It is so much easier for me to handle our house when we have less stuff in it. I mean, just making those statements mm-hmm. and, and being honest about, you know, because I struggle with ADHD or whatever, I just, you know, there's this, that crazy lady on the internet, she calls it your clutter threshold, <laughs> you know, like I can't handle this much. And so the less I have, the more I can handle our house and then helping her with that as well. You know, remember how the kitchen is staying so much better. It's because I got rid of a whole lot of stuff, you know, like that will work in your room too. It's just the less there is, the less, you know, there is to get out of control. So, right. But I I mean, and then just those little bitty habits instead of big project brain. Um, Right. Because that's a superpower for ADHD. A lot of times is that we can throw ourselves into product uh, projects, you know, I'm an unfinished project person. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Big dreams. Big dreams of projects being done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately getting farther down the road by little, small things, you know. So, so really breaking down to what's the smallest task that we can try to work on again and again and again to see, not just... Not just so that, well, someday she'll get it, but like for her to be able to see, wow, that little bitty task done consistently makes a really big impact. Right. Well, and even just having a place for things, because like we just started like a whole face washing regimen, Mm -hmm. fancy, you know, the regimen has started and she has her shelf in the bathroom where those things are and they keep going back in there. But all of her makeup and all that stuff doesn't have a place right now. So it's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. in two bathrooms and a bedroom and it, it's everywhere. So it's like, we need to find her a container and, and a purge way. it down to yep. the limits. Yeah. Yeah. The things that she needs versus, you know, and a few little wants, but it needs to be, we need to get beyond that clutter threshold too. So Yeah. Well, and I think it's hard too with daughters sometimes because at least with mine, sometimes I will buy something for her or put a lot of thought into getting something for her. And I'm like, you're going to get rid of that. Like, that's easy for me. I I do. I'm like, wait, all this other stuff that you want to keep. And yet I bought, I spent way more money on this, but just going ahead and explaining, okay, well, okay. You know, either I can use it for myself or maybe one of your sisters wants it, but sure. If you want to get right. rid of it, you go right ahead, you know, yeah. I don't know, but that's, that's a tough one for me at least. Um, right. It's interesting. Like at my house, it's interesting because my middle is so much like me. And then my youngest is, is a lot like their dad and not, not a slob type brain and doesn't get attached things sentimentally mm-hmm. and like, so she'll go through and clean her room or whatever. And I'm like, I need to go through your garbage to make sure <laughs> it's important. It's like, ah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do that, it just has to fit in your own container right. instead of back in theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you have something else you wanted to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Tell me what your favorite thing is about being. A kindred spirit. Um, being in the kindred spirits group is, um, it's just nice to be able to share 
reality, mm-hmm. like in pictures or in words or both, and then know you're not alone. And then to be able to see somebody else post or share their reality and to be able to give them a, a high five or a pat on the back or a virtual hug or whatever, the the opposite of aloneness is what is the best. Yeah, because this is a very... This can be a very isolating struggle, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, was my own experience. I thought I was the only one and just, and I hear it from people all the time, just knowing that you're not the only one. Then you're not crazy anymore. Yeah. Well, crazy. Some, I mean, I'm, we're all still crazy, but. We're good with our crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, we're not, we get to be part of a crazy bunch of crazies. Well, and it, it lets, for me, it lets me move forward when I don't mm-hmm. have that feeling of isolation anymore. Acceptance, maybe? Mm-hmm. Accept, accept it and move on. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, this has been really fun. And thanks for making it work. I know with your work thank schedule, it's been a little bit of a challenge. Thank well, I'm you. Glad for- we made it work. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Robin. I really appreciate those who are willing to come and do a strategy session and, you know, share with the whole world. I really, I I love getting the feedback from you. I, I hear it from a lot of people, how these sessions are helpful for you because it just, as you hear the same strategies applied in different situations, it gives you kind of that broadness for you to be able to apply it in your unique situation, because we all have different homes. We all have different lives, different lifestyles, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really helpful. Um, If you would like to be a patron of the show, uh, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash a slob comes clean. um, Or I will have the link in the show notes for this and find out more about being a patron of the show. That's where I get the people who do these strategy sessions. So, uh, but you also get to be part of a super secret Facebook group and it's just a lovely group of people. So, all right. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com